1: This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. Mm. To the Scummy Mummies podcast. I'm Ellie Gibson. I'm ellen thorne And who are you, special guest? Jambi McGrath. Hello, Jambi. How's it going, mate?
2: Awesome. awesome. So awesome to see you. And oh. you.
1: And you. Thanks for coming to my house. That's okay. It's
2: lovely. I love it. It's very cosy. Love the fire.
3: Here we are now. Jambi is one of our most favourite humans in the whole world. Aww. Yeah. I mean, you are like you're a comedian. You're a mother. You're an author.
2: You're a midwife. Yeah. Um. Um, midwife teacher midwife teacher Mid- like- Mid- midwifery teacher uh, anti teacher educator yeah, yeah. You, you, you you're like the to... Obi-Wan Kenobi of midwives that's me can <laughs> yeah. we say that yeah, yeah that, that's me that's you me. help
3: those nervous first time mothers get through well you know the birth and shit so
2: I, I, I like to say I do I am a, a jack of all trades as you all know. Because we met you many years ago on the comedy scene because you were the Heavenly Comedy Night. I did. Yeah, the yeah. New Material Night, which is very exhilarating.
1: Yes, <laughs> that's one word for it. <laughs> can
3: we can we paint a scene with our words, Ellie? I mean, it's still, it's a vivid memory in our comedy history. Yeah. So Ellie and I started off comedy in 2013 and one of our first gigs, and I don't think we were even established as a double act. We went along no. to your open mic night. Yes, And it was in... I'm in mean, a beautiful seat It was a basement yes. of a pub
2: in Shepherd's Bush. That's correct. Nothing wrong with that. So you think standard comedy setup? Yeah, yes. yeah. In front of other open mic comedians. Yes, yes. yes. And uh, it's a room full of hope. <laughs> <laughs> Hope and disaster, <laughs> I
1: would say. And my favourite thing about the room was that there were, it was like a walkway as well to the toilet. There was like a shortcut to the toilet in yeah. front of the audience and between the audience and the stage. Yeah. But we weren't allowed... Like, If you were up there doing your comedy yeah. and someone walked in to go to the toilet, you weren't
2: allowed to comment on that fact because no. they got really arsy. Is that Be- right? Because... Every time somebody was going to the t- toilet, uh, one of the comedians would pick on them and say, ooh, what are you going to do? Ooh. And then they complained to the management. And the management <laughs> said, these people just want to go to the toilet in peace. They don't want a commentary from the comedians. And, and so I put it down in my rules <laughs> that let people go to the toilet to do their business without making a commentary about these people.
3: That is what I, <laughs> that is what I loved about your... You do like your opening spiel and she's like, okay, now... Everyone enjoy, have fun, support the comedians. But by the way, someone just gonna walk <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, in between jokes. Don't worry, just ignore them. They're just going for a piece, yeah. you know. Oh my it's god. But yeah. it was such a good night because you were the MC and you always created, like you say, this really hopeful, fun atmosphere. You're hilarious, obviously, so that helps. Yeah. But um, it was really great, and and it sort of, and it was always a great night. Like even the night memorably, where I think Helen and I and our friend Tommy Barnes went. Oh yeah, and and um, someone, one of the other comedians, brought a friend of theirs who had Tourette's. So it was oh, like being oh, yes. heckled mm, by yes. someone who couldn't help but heckle you.
2: Yeah. Um. And, uh, and the, well, it keeps you on your toes because yes. it like if, if, if you got people sort of. You I mean, um, know, shouting all sorts of things and others I believe, walking yeah. through to the toilets. Then you keep you on your toes. As I recall, they kept shouting petrol bombs, <laughs>
1: which you know, again, quite unsettling for the audience and it, the comedians. Uh, Even a basement. Yeah, but again, Champions you kind Bush. of have to ignore it because you know it's obviously not their fault, and it's no. you know, and it, it's not funny. It's a serious issue for that person. Yeah, yeah. so you just kind of have to. Carry on, and some sometimes it just landed the same time as the joke, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it was, mm. yeah. Oh my god! So thank you. I feel like basically that comedy night, and the comedy night is like it that we went. It was basically like you know when that program where people trained to be in the SAS. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah.
0: If so,
3: you
1: can survive that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that yeah. was a bit where we were in the mud underneath yeah. the barbed wire, going, "Come yeah. on, yeah. come yeah. on!" With yeah. you shouting at <laughs> us, "Don't mention the toilet thing." <laughs> look it's away, good. look yeah. away, yeah. Ellie. Just
2: let him go to the toilet. It's completely <laughs> fine. <laughs> so thank you jamby
1: for that thank you and you're still doing the heavenly comedy night where is it but it's a different venue now which i think is a shame
2: personally but yes. all right fair enough yes um so they uh i i think the the, the complaints from from uh people going to the toilet uh, felt a little bit uh, it, it ruined it, it it ruined it for them yes. so yeah i'm in a very very nice venue it's called the princess victoria mm. it's a beautiful room it's got chandeliers and as it's got lovely wallpaper but the wallpaper is amazing, but it's got slaves in it. It's like, oh God, slaves, uh, slaves, slaves. Oh. Of slaves. It's like, wow, great. I know.
1: Your colonial material must fit right <laughs> in there. That's great. I yeah. was like, who puts wallpaper with slaves? White people, Jambi. That's who. I'd be willing to bet you so, a million
2: pounds it was white people. So what? <laughs> When I went to see the room, and they said, yeah, of course you can have the room. I was like, oh, and this is a constant reminder of who, who I'm supposed to be. Wow. I, I know. Wow. <laughs> yeah. They never thought of updating
3: the wallpaper. Uh, Just get down Laura Ashley lads. Come I on. Know.
2: They're not offended by it. Yeah, that's so, right. You know, you wow. Know. But they've wow. got lovely chandeliers. If you, if you can keep your gaze up, then, you, then it's lovely. Oh, yeah, very yeah. nice. Yeah. Wow. And to be fair, they're very, very nice it's got lovely food and they're very kind and they've offered, you know, and it's, you know, I don't know that they're in charge of the wallpaper but it's beautiful. Mm.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I'd like to
2: apologise on behalf
1: of white people. I mean, you can, one, okay. one can't apologise enough when one looks at the whole industry but we're looking to you, Elegance. yes, elegance. yes. I'm sure it'll make you feel much better about everything that's gone on. But sorry about the wallpaper. Uh, just,
2: that's just, okay. just
1: sorry. That's <laughs> probably enough. Just sorry about that. That's about okay. That. The,
2: yeah, the, that's okay. It's absolutely fine. You know, taking it in, in good humor. I yeah. think.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. Is is your sense of humor what gets you through like the shit? Though is that? Have you always had a good sense of humor?
2: Yeah, I've always like loved. Um, you know, loved messing around and you know, like my friends at school, we, we just, yeah, I just love messing around. I didn't want to be like serious. You know, some people are so serious. And I was like, mm, so those guys. And I don't know if you guys know this. I used to work in IT. Right.
1: And,
2: and, uh, I, I believe you studied at New yeah. York State University.
1: I did. Oh, I look did. at the research I've done. Oh, like, <laughs> gosh.
2: Yes, I, I did. And, uh, I worked in IT and those guys don't, I uh, know how to have fun. What are you talking about? IT people have an amazing reputation for being like really uh, funny. I, may, I, yeah. I I know. there were so much fun that I decided that I should go to childbirth. Actually, yeah, yeah, um, more lols there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, more yeah, more laughter there. So yeah, I yeah yeah. So I've always loved messing around. I loved uh, joking. And interestingly, when I was um, when I was growing up in Kenya, we somebody somebody brought with them. Uh, a cassette player a cassette from uh, it was Richard Pryor and so we were listening to Richard Pryor and was like we didn't get the jokes because we were you know their their English that they speak is very difficult it was very difficult for us to understand we're like, what's he talking about so we knew it was meant to be funny Mm. But we didn't actually know what he was talking about because well, we, <laughs> couldn't, we couldn't understand the, the accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so but I was always aware of Richard Pryor. I was uh, Eddie Murphy because also they they used to sit round uh one of those um ghetto blasters and listen to Eddie Murphy Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Again the same. It was like and a lot of the references you don't actually get those references. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I, I kind of at the back of my mind, you know, comedy was always around me I was always aware of comedy but I never saw myself as a comedian and I if I hadn't worked uh in childbirth so so as an educator I would never have had the confidence I don't think to stand in front of people and do comedy so that's what that was your SAS thing was just standing up in in front of people telling how to
1: pull a baby out of a fanny basically yeah yeah Yeah. literally (laughs) (laughs) that's not I like that like yeah that, yeah, that, that, that actually turns yeah. you to comedy spending
3: yeah. all that time talking to and do you talk to mums and partners yes
2: so yeah so basically it's a full on antenatal class that I do yeah so what I did was I I set up a project at a big teaching hospital in central London and um, they wanted to know like these factors that influence uh, whether people have a cesarean section or whatever and uh, so we had a theory that it is information that can influence... Obviously, can influence a lot. So we thought that we would set up a project, but then they said access to information for many people, especially if you have to pay for classes, then that was a barrier because mm. it's a very expensive time. So we set up this project, and we just provided free classes for people. And uh, I noticed when they it, it, it said free, the people coming to the classes, like their partners would just sit there on the blackberries or whatever... And I thought, mm, not in my class. So I thought, when they come in, I'm gonna tell them a couple of jokes, wake them up, because the classes started at eight thirty in the morning. Mm. On the weekend. On the weekend. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah and most really... of them had a hangover and yeah. everything. No man wants to see a picture of a fan at that time, <laughs> yeah. unless yeah. it's on a very specialist website. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and and what so, and, so they, what? But they came in and you know started with a couple of jokes, and then you know it became so much fun. They were like, mm. oh, that was different. And so one of them so suggested that I should do stand-up comedy. Oh. Yeah. And that's how I got into it. I, I went home and I told my husband, this man thinks I should do stand-up comedy. And he said, yeah, do it. Oh, great. You know, that's the kind of man my husband is. Yeah, Good do it. Mr. Yeah. McGrath. I know. Oh.
1: I know. So, he's, he's not going to the old meetings down the old patriarchy, is he? <laughs> no, he's not. Good lad. Good lad. No, he's no. in his membership. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's cancelled it he's cancelled it yeah. yeah I just love the idea of you standing up in these antenatal classes going yeah. so yes and then when you're nine centimetres dilated <laughs> ignore this man going to the toilet he's just like, <laughs> nobody say anything nobody say anything <laughs> that's carry <laughs> <right.
2: laughs> really just push not uh,
1: oh awesome so then you just went and bloody did it Jamie you're like yeah comedy yeah. I can do that fuck it
2: yeah did you say it in that voice <laughs> exactly like that exactly like that I said yeah I can do it and then uh uh, I the, the guy, that the promoter of the club, he said to me, bring me tomorrow, I'll give you a spot. So I rang him, he said, you've got a spot in two weeks' time. And I thought, like, oh, what the hell am I going to talk about? Like, you know, in my classes I know what I'm going to talk about, obviously, but you know, in front of People in Shoreditch. What the hell are you gonna do? You can't bring up childbirth, you know, to this. Oh, hipster. You, you literally can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Oh. Now well, I know. We've done that in Shoreditch. Uh, we yeah. once talked about prolapses and pelvic <sighs> floors in
1: Shoreditch, yeah. and there was just just young hipsters being sick in the corner. <laughs> yeah, it was like a hipster cafe, and yeah. it was very brightly lit, and there was about eight young men <laughs> on, oh, their, on, their Apple on their apples, just looking at us like, "What the fuck? What is wrong? What's wrong bitches. with you?" She's, that's
2: where it went wrong. That's <laughs> so I know. Yeah, yeah. but but yeah, I I just wrote uh, this set and uh, it was um, it was um, my husband said you got a reaction. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, is that from the person with Tourette's? <laughs> Most likely, it's
1: always the people going. <gasps> uh, <laughs> what was it about? What were your first jokes about?
2: Dirty underpants. Wait, I don't know why
3: the yeah. underpants I mean
2: <laughs> I don't know why, not, why. Like but... of all the things like I had I would never even think of writing about that but I, I just sat down and I thought hmm I wonder what <laughs> humour would be yeah humour what's that about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know so I oh it was awful and then the promoter said to me um why don't you talk about what you know he said you you want? you're like but my <laughs> underpants are dirty. Yeah, so. <laughs> what are you talking about I know right now. <laughs> that, that's all I know. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, "Oh God, yeah." And he he said, "Talk about things that you're passionate about." And I thought, actually, that's easy. Talk about things you're passionate about. And I so then then I ran my first set, and I thought, "Oh yeah, I'm more comfortable talking about this." And that is how I started talking about colonialism. Oh, hey hey, yeah. <laughs> putting the lull
1: in fun, colonialism. Fun. <laughs> amazing scenes yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great because I mean like
3: when we all started out because you started out at a similar time to yeah. us it was were, and still is a lot of blokes talking about their cocks I, this is it yeah. and why not talk about colonialism because you yes. know
2: yeah bring them down a notch <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely yeah is yeah there's many there's many discussions of different shapes sizes of co- different courts so yeah, uh, like yeah. online dating what's uh, yeah. that about <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thing. i know Isn't it funny yeah
1: how do you find the audiences like over the years react kind of when you when it becomes obvious you are going to talk about colonialism does it yeah. kind of make people go <gasps> do you know what i mean or sometimes you, yeah
2: well sometimes well the thing is if people hadn't supported me, mm. I wouldn't do it. Mm. Because I would have known by now, a long time ago, that that people don't want to hear it. There are some people who feel uncomfortable and they say, yeah, of course it's uncomfortable. But that doesn't mean we don't want to hear what you're saying. Yeah. It's just that we feel bad. You see, like, you started yeah. apologizing to me. as so sometimes I have a lot of guilt and I'd like to
1: unburden myself of that guilt onto you that's, <laughs> yeah. that's but, how but that but it works. wasn't you
2: you know right. it's a, I'm, let, let me say uh, Mr. McGrath is very white himself right uh, and uh, he, he apologised for the first few weeks we were together and he said listen <laughs> I am not apologising anymore okay for anything like, fair enough do the dishes then <laughs> So, so he now he's a little So you're, you're a better person than me.
1: I'd be, I'd be milking it now. I'd, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be like, yeah, can you take the bins up, please? Oh, I'm too tired. Rhodesia! That's what I'd be doing. Too no, fucking
2: right.
1: let's move up, not from Rhodesia. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. the
2: dishes. It's like, oh god. Yeah, <laughs> poor man, poor man. Yeah. So yeah.
1: so your last show, Accidental Coconut, What yes. was that was about colonialism and.
2: I, I think that there's a lot of uh, amnesia about the impact of colonialism Mm. people don't want to admit it even like when you see how like all these people are being deported back to jamaica and all of this stuff it's awful but but people refuse to accept that the british had a big role around the world and completely you know messed up loads of places around the world and those people from around the world are not supposed to feel anything or manifest anything we're supposed to just be coming and stealing people's jobs and it's not is not that. So, uh, when the British came, um, so so my, my tribe, I'm from a tribe called the Gekoyo, you will see it written as the Kikuyu, which, because the British could never say Gekoyo, so they called it the Kikuyu. So my tribe was the Gekoyo, we were farmers in the central province of Kenya, and literally the British came and said, we want that land, and everybody was like, "Okay, out, get out, shoot, shoot, shoot." The British want your land, go, 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 go. So where did they go? A native reserve. They were put in a native reserve with no food, no money, nothing. So then they brought in the Red Cross to feed the hungry. Like, what the actual fuck is this? Mm. So and and then you know, like I, I in my new show, show accident as um black black. So this is the show you're writing at the moment, black black. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's Edinburgh 2020. And this is just because, like, we were all supposed to take our children to boarding school. I suppose you see this, like, even in Canada, the natives being sent, to, sending their kids to boarding school to take the ethnicity out of them. And so we're brainwashed to think English, be English. And so, and this is kind of a little bit like accidental coconut as well. So then you come out at the end of it and they say, mm, you're a coconut, aren't you? It's like, um... No, I mean I, that's that's kind of I was just again like to a British school. I, I learned about white men in tights and how white men are amazing. They conquered around the world and you know achieved everything and oh, whatever. Is, that's what we were taught. Mm. Then what am I supposed to think? How am I then? I'm supposed to think native? You know what am I? So there is that. Uh, but uh, my my current show Black Black is uh, basically a comparison between my life now in a political backdrop, you know, with the rise of narcissism, uh, socialism, Marxism, uh, I don't know, r- hideous racism. And when my grandmother was, um, you know, living in Kenya in the 1930s, 1940s, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, Stalin was in charge, Hitler, Mussolini was in charge, uh, mm-hmm. Churchill, and all of those people. But, uh, you know, I'm living under progressive times under Trump, Bolsonaro yeah, and great. Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've come so far, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so mm. so yeah, this is what I'm. Um, my show is about a comparison between my grandma's uh, life era and this era. Mm. <clears throat> Surprise! Surprise! Is not that different. Yeah. Yeah. Is is disturbingly similar. So I'm looking at the political setup between that era in my of my grandmother living in Kenya ruled by the British, and me here living in Britain ruled by the British, yeah. and how they, they lived in fear. You know, as a <clears throat> as a black woman, African woman living in the UK, living in fear because we're now living in fear. You just don't know when it, you know you're going to be attacked. You know the climate has really changed. We 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 are feeling the fear. You mm. you just don't know. Even like when I go to do gigs, I I, I sometimes get fearful because you don't actually know what of that stuff online is going to to transfer to um to to the, to real life. You just yeah. don't know. But it's a frightening time. <clears throat> yeah. So how do you
1: how do you talk to your kids about that then? Because your children are teenagers, right? Yeah. They're is it 18 and 19? Yes. And they're both girls?
2: <clears throat> yeah, two girls. So do
1: you? how much do you talk to them about, you know, not only your own history, but what's going on now and, and how to cope with that, I guess?
2: I mean, I can't help but tell them. Mm-hmm. For example, last week I had a situation with my daughter. She she walked out of the class and she walked out of the school. And uh, the school rang me. She said she has walked out of the class and she has left the school. And I asked her, what is wrong? <clears throat> she said, I was forced to go to this lecture. <clears throat> and this lecture was being given and literally she she sent me the email um, uh, and about the lecture it said, this is what the email said it said we're going to be raising money for African women because African women tend to be poor unhygienic (gasps) don't wear underwear, they're more likely to get raped and all of this and she walked out, she banged the door she walked out and she walked home and as uh, she showed me the email, I was furious. And she said, Please, if you know any relatives who have old bras to give these women, please ask them to give these women these, their old bras. And, you know, and I was, I, 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 you know, I don't want to cause trouble for my daughter. And I don't want, you know, and I just want to live in peace. I don't want to cause any trouble for anybody. But in the end, I had to write and say, Now, when you are indoctrinating, the girls in your school with this type of information, how do you think they're going to treat African girls who are at the school? <clears throat> if any, oh, oh, God forbid, any of the African girls there get raped, what, what, who is going to be blamed? Mm. They for being unhygienic. And I say to them, first of all, please do not disseminate ignorant information. African women, many, many, many African tribes are matrilineal, which is why they never wore bras, they walked around topless. Because they believed, actually, they were superior. That's why. And to this day, African women have real trouble wearing bras. And you you do get a lot of, like, white saviors going to take them bras and get them to wear bras. And this is the thing. And I say to them, from when the white people arrived in Africa, they made... Their conclusions about Africans, they call them uncouth, dirty, unhygienic, and whatever. And this is what I said to this teacher. And I said, this is exactly the same stuff that you're writing. 200 years later, you're writing the same stuff. And she said, oh, I'm so sorry. Please, you know, come and give a lecture at the school and teach us what we're doing wrong. It's like, first of all, rapists are to blame, Mm. not the women. Mm -hmm. I said, women here get raped. Women in America get raped. Women in all countries get raped. Those women are not to blame. The blame goes to the rapists. And also, I don't know, if you know anything about rapists, they don't go around smelling people and thinking, this one is quite unhygienic, so let's, they don't no. think like that. <clears throat> and I, yeah, so I was quite livid. So and then I had to sit down and discuss this with my daughter and I just said, yeah, it's preposterous. So we, we actually, I wrote the email and I said, I can't have this. And, and she says, see, this is why I walked out of school. And I was like, yeah, this is the kind of girl I have raised that she's not going to sit down and listen to that stuff being disseminated and and i said actually what you're doing you might not know what you're doing but what you're doing is actually teaching racism to these children you think you're doing good but it's not good you're doing mm. because next time they see an african woman they're going to think oh stay away they're unhygienic they don't wear underwear mm. it's just
3: it is mind-blowing in 2020 that you I, yeah that, that this information is being
2: it's crazy and
3: in an educational mm. setting where you yes you've trusted yes that these will educate your children yes. and that you yeah. Because yeah. your daughter did the right thing and obviously yeah. that she has you know Yeah.
2: and and the thing yeah. is that I began to notice that uh, my children are mixed race and mixed race children have different issues that you and I wouldn't have because I know who I am. I'm I'm all African. I grew up in Africa, so I saw African people and all of that stuff. But um they are half English, half half African and mixed-race children can have a different set of um, issues. So when my, uh, my, my 19-year-old, when <clears throat> she was doing something called EPQ. Uh, it's something they do in, um, in a senior school, which is like a project, like a dissertation-type project. So um, uh, she decided, she came and told me, oh, do you know what I'm doing for my dissertation? I'm doing something called, uh, it's, it's called, am I white or am I black? And I was like, Whoa, that's <gasps> deep Yeah. That's deep and she said, Yeah and so so, you know, I I I was, you know, talking to her about it and you know, she was and she was saying, Yeah, I i, I have felt different because she says, You are different, you know who I am. who you are. Daddy knows who he is and um so I, I yeah, I wish I had spoken to them in my language but then I did not want to disadvantage them, you see, because when they go to Really, th- so yeah, you didn't teach them yeah. I regret it now. Do I, you? yeah, because I thought God, you know, they're living here and you know, the first question they, they the school asked me when I went to I approached them for a place for my daughters was like, What language do they think in? And so you're always worried <clears throat> always nervous about this sort of thing. And so I didn't, but what I did. So do... you thought
1: it would be a disadvantage if they did have that as, yes. as a language? Yeah, because, being yeah, because looked down on, or
2: I thought so because yeah. you know if you look at when they talk about failing schools, they will refer to that school as, uh thirty percent of the children don't have English as their first language. And I was always aware that, you know, my, I didn't want my children to be, again, have another disadvantage. These things are very subtle, but they put you in your place. Mm. And um, so I did it. And uh, But what I did do was um, I started taking my children to Africa. So for the last few years, every year we've gone to Africa. So uh, And at first, my children didn't want to use their Eikoyo names. <clears throat> they were embarrassed about using their Eikoyo names. They didn't want to write them down. And uh, when we went to Kenya the first time and they, they were running around playing with girls with similar names and boys with all these, you know, like names that, that they'd had before, but they never really. And then they, th- when we came back for like the first time, they were writing their Kikuyu names like, you know, on paper, on their textbooks and stuff. Mm. So I thought at least it gave them a sense of belonging. And since then, we've gone pretty much every year. And that has really, I think, helped them identify with who they are they want my girls have very curly hair and they wanted straight hair so they spend ages like straightening it trying to make it straighter and straighter they get so frustrated if it was damp because they kind of got you know they they had so many issues with their hair we went to africa and they said all the girls had plaited hair all the girls and they were like oh we want to be like them, so mm. so it really massively helped them. So sometimes they braid their hair, mm. sometimes they have it curly, sometimes they have it. So so they just see it as you know, we have we have options yeah. rather than all our hairs must be like whoever you know with straight hair and stuff. So I I didn't realize that they, the mixed race children would have those issues because I thought well, they are growing up yes, here, uh, so what issues would they have? Yeah. yeah. Mm. So
1: mm. so I know you, so you said you would. You, you kind of regret not teaching them the yeah. language yeah. i'm trying to think about people listening to this podcast is there any other th- sort of nuggets of wisdom we call yes, them yeah right. yeah you want to maybe pass on to someone who maybe is raising a mixed-race child that you kind of wish you'd known
2: yeah i'm well first of all um is so long as you're there for them emotionally uh it is really important but it's good for them to know who they are even if so sometimes like i know if say like uh relationships have so guns sort of people have parted their ways and sometimes so i know mixed race children of of parents like that sometimes they they either grow up with a black mom or they grew up with a white mom it, it's nice to just like expose them to both cultures Mm. so so just try and expose them to both cultures so that it helps them understand the environments from which both their parents come from and i know it can be very hard some because sometimes people live so far away from anything that is um you know culturally appropriate and stuff like that but i was fortunate because like my mother uh, still lived in kenya so i was able to to um take them to kenya uh but but and also, maybe look out for books. We're trying to, the the Black British writers are trying to say. And I want to write uh, books for children as well, uh, so that children can actually see themselves in stories mm. and see themselves in books. Because this is it. If you don't look a certain way, sometimes those people are not represented, mm. and this causes an identity crisis. And there's a big identity crisis. But people who have got very young children, very young babies, I would just say cuddle them and just love them because they love you then. When they become teenagers. Yeah. Oh my
3: god. I mean, <laughs> yeah. can we can we go down that path then? Yeah. Because one of the one of the biggest questions we get asked yeah. from our listeners yeah. and indeed our followers on Instagram is like, Oh my god, what do you do with a teenager? Because I think, you know, it does feel overwhelming when you have little children. I know yeah. there's listeners who've got toddlers and thinking, yeah. Jesus, this is really hard yeah. but um they still can be bribed with biscuits and iPads, yeah. but you, you're you're at the other end of
2: <laughs> teenage yeah. <and>
3: girls.
2: <clears throat> and girls, girls are a bit scary. Oh, well, the thing is that um, it is it's is really interesting because they're tall. Like my my girls are taller than me,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, it, it's a bit of everything. You get a bit of everything because oh, they speak to me, and sometimes it feels like I am speaking to really intelligent young women. Uh, they don't drink um, because teenagers these days are not, you know, they don't drink. Oh, I know, tedious. <laughs> Come on, lads. I've, <laughs> heard this. I've heard this because, and, yeah. and social media is being
3: a huge influence that people yeah. don't want to drink because yeah. people can record them at any stage of sobriety. Yeah. And then that, that image is like projected across but, the world. But
2: it's not even that. They just say it's not cool they, they, they just it's not cool what are so, you like, talking I mean, about as I my like, stuff in your to blog fair,
1: Helen, it's not cool <laughs>
2: we, we're
1: not cool yeah. and we drink quite a lot we're not I will cool. not hear of it <laughs>
2: Ellie <laughs> so the thing is like they, they they see my husband and I drinking they're like do you want to be like them <laughs> <laughs> like, ah. see we're doing our children yeah.
3: listen listener we're doing ourselves and our children a service by yeah. drinking wine doing in front there of me oh I my know. god we live to
1: give I know this <laughs> is it Saving lives. Yes. Yeah. Cheers! Cheers!
2: Cheers! Seriously, <laughs> so, wow. and they're vegan. So I'm like, my oldest daughter, she's vegan. Great. And wow, uh, yeah. So they are. I mean, so
3: they're, they're informed. Like you feel like they're they're totally. Much... Oh yeah. my god, they're so Too informed. One would say.
2: I know, and sometimes I'm <laughs> yeah. like, just relax. You know, just chill out. Leave me and Daddy, we are very simple. We just want to have a drink. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> I mean, just leave so us around. are very simple
1: people. <laughs> no, simple folk. Oh, I'm telling you, I can
2: a In a simple
1: village in Ealing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Takes a village in Ealing to raise a child. Um, oh, how yeah. funny.
2: So, I tell you what. So, so they, there is that. So, they're highly intelligent, emotionally intelligent. So, they know what's going on around the world and stuff like that. And uh, sometimes I think, gosh, you know, you you guys are. You know, you do me proud. And then within the same breath, they will smash the door. It's was like, "Um, don't talk to me." It's like, "What, what? happened?" Yeah. Like <laughs> we were just talking about Brexit. Yeah. <laughs> You're not know, yeah. even fucking drunk. Why are you slamming the door? Yeah. What are you doing? It's me that's supposed to be slamming the door. <laughs> yeah. I've and, had four bottles of wine. <laughs> oh my god. And the thing is, they're big and they're powerful. When they're, when a toddler is having a tantrum, you can lift them and put them on the notice stove. Yeah. Like yeah. they're more likely to lift me and put me on the notice yeah. stove. Yeah. So. If it feels, I tell you what, they push buttons that, that, in, uh, than any other time in life they will push. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, but then at the end of the day, <laughs> you have to remember it's short lived. Yeah. Just just like, you know, when they were babies, they were teething, that's very short-lived. When they were toddlers and it was hard, that's short-lived. It's always important to remember that that is a short-lived thing. Their brains are still developing, because, despite the fact that they're very tall and big and stuff like that. Their brains are still developing. Their hormones are going crazy. Aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Aren't they? <laughs> they are dealing, but they're dealing with so much more. They're, they're, you know, perhaps thinking about boys, you know, and everybody's talking about boys and all of this stuff and there's so much pressure and and then boys have a different idea about what um sex should be like because you know they're watching porn and stuff Mm. like that so they're feeling a lot of pressure and you can see why they they need to um sort of let it out so when i was talking to to one of my daughter's teachers and and uh, and she said yeah she can get angry i was like well actually i'd rather it comes out rather than she holds on to it mm. because you know i've seen some of their friends with you know a, there's a lot of mental health issues at schools mm. and stuff like that I'm like well okay fine so what i can say to you if uh, if if you um uh, worried about door slamming and stuff yeah. just invest in good paint <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very good paint yeah like does
1: it have to be farrow and ball or can you just get like can you just do <laughs> that Dulux so class that is so middle class
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 do that white I, yeah. I I mean,
1: was, there is there is a farrow and ball colour called teenage rage yeah. <laughs> uh, very angry red. So,
3: oh, yeah, yeah, I was saying this to Jambi before the podcast was saying. You know, you get the like the the baby safety kits, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. With like like with the with the with the, the rubber, corners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just need that like a teenage safety yeah. kit in yeah. like
2: the door slamming. Like yeah. just
3: have a soft edge, all that sort of stuff.
2: Yeah, I don't even. A lock th- on the fridge because <laughs> they eat all the food. Oh please, uh, seriously, is is like I will cook because te- we've always always eaten early so i tend to cook around uh between five and six mm. so because like you know if i'm going out then i want to eat before i go out and stuff so we've always eaten our dinner around six o'clock and uh i come back and i met with nobody ever cooks in this house there's no food i am so hungry there's no food it's like uh, there's bananas um there's bread there's um, hummus. There's olives. there's, And they're like, no, that's not food. It's like, what is your definition of food? Crisps? Chocolates? Oh,
1: right, yeah. <laughs> These people. I, don't, I know. don't know how you stand it. <laughs> I know. Turf them
3: out, so I say. It's like my friend who's got a teenage daughter the other day opened the door to deliver a delivery room man at 10 yeah. pm yeah. who was delivering her daughter uh, a McFlurry. <laughs>
2: that's, that's a thing. That is a thing. What? That is a thing. So, like, my husband, because he, he gets a text message to say, Your McDonald's is nearby. I was like, What? <laughs> what oh and says, man she, you know what she's ordered yeah she's ordered like something like the chicken nuggets and something from Deliveroo yeah it's like what the actual hell and um this, this is, is the end of days this is it is the end of days and then she, she'll order something from literally a four minute walk to, to, the, to the to the to the shops and she will order this yeah uh, from from Deliveroo it's like what, why can't you just walk there and but you know what my husband and I are like anything for a piece food you know, it's. it's, it's so, a, I don't a, a, have
1: to get up. I don't have to leave my wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, no, no wonder you two are drinking so much. <laughs>
2: that's
1: a difficult. Paint yourself. Get the, yeah. <laughs> yourself. Yeah, yeah. We
2: are. We are doing a good
1: service to the wine industry. <laughs> I love that yeah. though. Just, just get yeah. paint. That's that's your, that's your teenage. Get thing. paint. Jamie going yeah. to teen, parenting teens. Just get, get some paint, paint and some yeah. alcohol. you will be fine. <laughs> Genius.
3: That's Amazing. Scenes. Yes.
2: A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Is now, crazy.
1: Yeah. shall we do some book chat? I was
3: just thinking that because, do you know what?
1: Mm. Jambi's written an amazing book. I know, yes. mate! Oh, my God! And it's called Through the Leopard's Gaze?
2: Yes, it is called Through the Leopard's Gaze. What's it about me? Me? <laughs> it is all about me. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Tell, tell us you more too. about you. Yeah. So um basically this is uh, this is a book. It's, it's actually quite quite a powerful book. It's, it's about the breakup of my family, my my family uh when I was a child. Mm. And uh this breakup was because of a sequence of events that took place. And uh so I I wanted to write it for a long long time. So when I was fifteen I sat down and I wrote a few pages and then I got distracted by something some I mean clumsy. You McFlurry a, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a teenager I have oh, slamming to thing. do yeah. and I adore slamming to do. And uh, and then that kind of disappeared from, from from my mind. And then I read a book uh, by uh, an author called John Chung. Uh, she wrote a book called World Swans*. Oh yeah, I've read that. yeah yes. great book. A fantastic book. And I thought, I'm going to write a book like this. Uh, and because at the back of my mind there was what well, about of... growing up in China? That feels... <laughs> I don't
1: know if that's I feel, your. I feel like it's been done. I don't know if that's I know your.
2: Right <laughs> 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 that's your specialist subject. From an African perspective. <laughs>
1: That has not been
2: done. I'm no, willing there to you bet. Go. i That's a first. There <laughs> yeah. you go. There so. you go. So I, I... Yeah, because I thought, you know... But I don't know why, but I got that thought after I read it. Because mm. I, I love the book. I, I, Because I knew very little about China. Mm. I, but it was nice to have the human story and to have the background story. But, you know, that was just a thought and then it disappeared for a long time. And then, uh, in 2014, uh, my father died. And my father and I, we, we had... Uh, terrible relationship because the last time i saw him was when i was 13 and when i was 13 years old my father was full of rage he came home one night he he said i'd done something and was like i i I don't know what you're on about i I didn't do anything and then he laid into me and last thing i remember is an object hitting me on my head and i blacked out and then i yeah and then i woke up in the it was pitch black in the middle of the night because my dad was quite violent and my mother had run away and you Know he chased her with an axe and mm. you know he could have killed and stuff. So, yes. my instinct as a 13 year old girl was get up and go, mm. he's coming back. Yeah. So, I, I literally just got up and I walked out. I, you know, I was walking in the, in the coffee plantations. So, this is in Kenya, in Kenya, we grew up in Kenya uh, on a farm. So, I, I was growing up on a farm in Kenya, and so I walked for ages and ages uh, in my pink nightdress uh, carrying my my, I took my suitcase with me and um, uh, I just walked for ages and then I noticed a car headlights and um, uh, the car stopped behind me and I I I kept my head down because I didn't want them to recognise me because I thought if they recognised me they would take me straight back to my dad's house and I didn't want to be there And, and I didn't want to be there so I kept my head down and um so they just ordered me to get into the car. And I I just got into the car. And uh and off we drove off. But those men could have been, yeah, they could have done anything to me, but they didn't. So they kind of did. They were good samaritans, basically. Okay. Um and so the uh, um so that was the last time I saw my father. So, 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 so we where we where they they take them, yeah. Did they- so did you did you know
1: they were Good Samaritans when you? No, got I didn't. Because that must have
2: been terrifying. I, I did I, I wasn't even terrified. I think, and this is what 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 I say is is when you're a child, you don't rationalise in the same way you rationalise now. Mm. The fear that I feel for my thirteen year old me is only now. When I was writing the book, I was like, wow. Like,
1: what did you do? Uh, Why well, did you
2: get how? that car? Uh, yeah, hmm. and you, yeah. some and
1: of you, the things I did in my twenties get not the same, but yeah. go, going around Southeast yeah. Asia, I'm like, oh yeah. my god! Yeah. May, my lucky I alive. never do that. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
2: you. This is it. Mm. And, and so I, I was like, I, how did I get into that? But I did get into that car, and uh, and he just said, and I was—they—they they put me between them, so I was sat between him and the driver, and I just sat there. And they could see I was badly injured because, mm. you know, I was bleeding. Mm. I was, you know, my, I was in a dyed dress. It was covered in blood. Mm. So they asked me, where are you going? And I told them I'm going to boarding school. They knew, obviously, I wasn't going to boarding school. Then, mm. you know, but at the, at the time, I thought that was a convincing lie. Mm. Of course, it wasn't a convincing lie. yeah. And they asked me, where is your boarding school? And I just told them this town uh, near where my mother lived. And that's where they dropped me. So they took you to the town? Yeah. And, and then, then f- did you find your mum or how? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, so I um, I went, um, as I was, yeah, so the, I mean, I describe all of this in the book. I So I, I kind of roughly knew where my mother lived uh, because she was working in this hospital. So I went and I sat um, at the steps of her house and I was fearful of her sending me back
0: mm.
2: and so it's when i I was sat on the steps crying that I had her voice because she was doing night shift, so she was coming in the morning, so in the morning she saw me there at six o'clock in the morning when she saw me there in a pink nightdress covered in blood, mm. so you can just imagine oh my gosh I what remember. what um yeah it it was incredible, it was awful mm. and so Cut a long story short. Um, We move on and um, I come to London and I meet Dave and we're happy. We have children. But those memories, I just push them down and down and down because they were... I felt actually ashamed. It's weird the things you feel ashamed about. I was ashamed about what happened to my family. I was ashamed about being a victim. And so I never wanted to go there and even my siblings never want to go there they they get very uncomfortable it's like you don't talk about stuff like that and so when my brother decides to get married he invites our dad and now that brings the whole thing back for me Mm -hmm and i'm i'm beginning to lose the plot i'm like oh my god how what am i going to do how am i going to be so i'm sort of hyperventilating thinking oh my god i I'm, I'm not going to go to the wedding i will go to the wedding what am i going to do and then i think i'm going to i'm going to talk to him and we don't get a chance to talk to him and uh, by this point i am now everything has come up it's now just so there really yeah. for mm-hmm. me to to face and then i say um, Oh, so I plan the meeting. The meeting goes horribly wrong because he brings his entire family.
3: Your dad. Your dad. Yeah. And does he have a new wife, a wife and, and new children?
2: children? Yeah. Wow. wow. And I, so by the, that point, I'm now completely and un- utterly li- livid, and I um, and then the wedding happens, and it, and it's fine, and um, and then I said to him, I need, um, I need to meet up. We need... I, I need to talk to you. And that... So... I, and he says, fine. So it's fine. We're going to meet up. And uh, I get a call. He's died. Uh. And that's... That's a kind of, like... I went on a spiral. I was like, whoa! <sighs> yeah. All of the... Sort of the castles I built were on sand. They were crumbling. And it's was course. like, oh my God, this is incredible um, but it sounds like a very heavy book they it is quite an emotional book but they is is about survival mm. yeah. A, yeah so so very luckily um some people have have read it and they have said so david Lamy said he really uh, mp he said mm. that he absolutely loved the book because it's about tragedy mm. and survival yeah and so if people are thinking oh my god it's too heavy for me it's it's, it's a human story and uh, you will hear things that will surprise you, things that, you know, you might, you might think, oh, gosh, I can't believe that. Mm. Uh, and some things that will... So people have... I tell you what, some people have messaged me to say they read it and everybody's reading it in a day, so no pressure. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Unput downable. Unput downable, yeah. 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 Not that's your it. words, other people's that, words.
3: That, that's other David people's... Lammy, MP. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> I, I saw... I, I was going past Tottenham Road and I saw a shelf of my book oh. amazing i
1: know i was nice. like i was like we've, no. been to, we've been to that foils and bought our own book there yeah. <laughs> i bought our own book in in blue water waterstones now no, no more copies are available so
2: have your kids read the book it, uh, so they say to me uh they wouldn't well my, my copy arrived last late last week right and they said they won't send copies I only got them last week because I know. Fucking precious.
1: I know. Sign, precious. <laughs> I know. <laughs> sign the fucking thing, mummy. Are, are, are you nervous about them reading it or are you all right with it? Do they know all the stuff that's in it they anyway? the stories.
2: So, you know, when I was writing it, sometimes I would read it aloud so they could hear some of the things. I think they, they, they don't know the full details of everything. Yeah. But they know the fragments of it. You know, I kind of, they know the story because, like, they were were the wedding and yeah. all of that stuff. And Dave has uh, downloaded it on Audible.
3: This is your husband. My husband. Not not the um, popular no. comedy channel. <laughs>
1: yeah. No. Yeah. Well, we're not that familiar. <laughs> so your book is called Through the Leopard's Gaze. Yes. And it's out now. It's mm. out now. It's everywhere. Excellent. Oh, thank Congratulations. You. Thanks yes.
2: very much. Cheers, chapter. And if, if anybody wants to see what I do, uh, I've got three comedy specials on Next Up so people can go and binge on um binge so, on jambi on oh, yeah. jambi yeah so read <laughs> jambi the book binge, yeah. read the book and if you haven't had enough of me just go to next time you can watch my last year's show it's called accidental coconut then you can watch the year before that uh oh what was that um african in new york and then before that it was um breaking black Oh, fantastic oh it's all it's all going on oh in my god
3: It's well.
2: actually
1: organised with their yeah.
3: comedy <laughs> <Yeah>. stuff
2: really, <laughs> yeah. really good
1: yeah. anyway
2: yeah, well, well done you guys are doing amazing you yeah. know oh, You we're, sure. all right. Podcast, no, you know. we're not
3: we're yeah. not tackling globalism. we no. just we just tell <laughs> no. some, some tit jokes yeah. and really it's not
1: that big a deal it's important <laughs> wow. it is important we'll <laughs> see we'll see <laughs> history, <laughs> history will be our judge <laughs> uh, It already is. But, you
2: know, will look back and say they lived well
1: you yeah. know they I tell a- you what we don't have any slavery themed wallpaper, so we've got <laughs> that going we've got that going for progress. us progress take yes. that box in. Uh, by the way um, don't go in the downstairs toilet it's broken um, anyway uh, <laughs> I'm joking. I don't have a <laughs> very yeah. Uh So anyway, and um, now we do like to end the podcast, Jambi, with a scummy mummy confession. Uh, I'm going to start this time. Yeah. Uh, so I took my son Charlie away for a little bit of mum, mum and son time yeah. at the weekend. We were well, other James would
3: be pleased. Yeah. yeah.
1: Nice. Um. So we went to Brighton. It was all very jolly. Um. And he's eight, my son Charlie. So it was. Yeah. he's it was really gorgeous. nice. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 good times. Yeah. So um. And we, uh, we got to the hotel a little bit early, so we were just waiting for our room to be ready, so we thought we'd have a lovely drink in the nice seafront bar, mm. very nice. Yeah. And we were sitting there having a drink, and I looked over, and there was um, a sort of bloke a bit older than me, and his mum, who was really quite old, and he yeah. was helping her and calling her mum and stuff, and mm. they sat down, and I think his, his wife, or oh, his partner was there as well, and they were like having a lemonade, and it was just it was just a nice little so scene. So yeah. Mm. And I said to Charlie, like, oh look, you know, I hope, you know, you, you could take me out for a drink one day that would be nice Mm. you know take me out for lemonade and we chatted about it and then anyways we were going to go to our room we walked past them and they sort of gave us a smile and I said oh and I said to the older lady um oh it's nice to see you out of your son I've just been telling my son blah blah blah. and then her son said oh yes this is my mum she's 99 Mm. and I said oh wow that's amazing and then I thought of my own grandma and I just sort of you know said oh yeah my grandma's 100 and then Charlie said yeah, but she's not now, is she? Because she died. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh uh, <laughs> great. Well. I'm like, why did he say that? But also, I'm like, why did I say that? Because she is dead. And who yeah. cares if my grandma's 100? Yeah, 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 but I win. Yeah, and now, we basically, tell this woman she's got 12 months to live. And <laughs> oh, my God. And then I said, really unhelpfully, I was like, yes darling but we don't talk about that do we so then it's even more weird. Oh, yeah. so now we've got oh, this dead grandma that we never talk about for what reason for what sinister reason yeah, like no one nice. knows you. and, and I, you're I, not going to die don't
2: worry Yes. Uh, yeah
1: but you might but that's okay but uh, anyway lovely bye uh,
2: and thankfully oh, so British I don't think, yeah. I don't
1: think yeah. the older lady heard and and the man was very sweet about it and he was like no 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 that's alright Like that's that's life yeah. and I was like yeah. oh, death um, so so it was, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. It was one of the most English things I think that's ever happened. So that was good. That was good times. Yeah, uh, yeah, who, was, who wants to go
3: next? Have you got, have you got a scummy mummy confession, Gem? I
2: do. I do. I was. Uh, uh, we we went to um, uh, one of the Greek islands. I think it was Halikidiki when my daughter was about um, eighteen months or so. Mm-hmm. So we only had uh, one at the time. Enough. Enough. One, one is enough. enough oh yeah. the good old days 18 months <laughs> is like having 18 children <laughs> yeah, <I> know. <laughs> I know. so we were coming back and it, Greece was really hot so we coming back I just had like shorts and t-shirts and a white t-shirt and everything else was in the suitcase because we were like really hot and uh, uh, and then she, she did she did a poo as they do and I said to my husband oh let me go and change her so I went to the uh, plane toilet and she was freaking out. She was close to because she, every time I laid her back, she was like screaming. I was like, oh, God, I can't do it in here. She's freaking out. So I thought, oh, fine, I'll, I'll take her back. And um, and then probably I'll just do it on the sea or whatever. Uh, so I took her back. And by this point, I had taken off her trousers and then I carried her back. Lo and behold, it had leaked all over my T-shirt, all over me. Oh, Jambi! Oh, Jambi! <laughs> all over me. Mm. And by the time I got to David it had everywhere. Oh. And we were like, oh my
3: God. So gross.
2: As, it's disgusting. And uh, I didn't even have a jacket or anything oh, else no. I could take off my T-shirt. No, because you, yeah, you're in yeah. like
3: minimum clothes. Y- yeah.
2: And uh, I was, and then just going through the airport with me, covered in shit and, uh, You know, with my Atasha case... (laughs) (laughs) And <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing to see here. Look it out Look away. This is oh a new. It's organic. It's organic. Oh my god! Yeah. So that was. I've never forgotten that. And uh, sometimes I think I should do the same to you. <laughs>
3: yeah. Your time will come, Jenny. Yeah. Oh, very oh, nice. What a lovely story. Yeah. Uh, Helen, have you anything to share this week? Yeah. Um. I just want to say because people coming to our new show, we we talk about the joys of uh, accidentally having a, a wee in the pool as a mother oh. just a little you know little treat accidentally yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: okay that's what we call
2: it these days yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: anyway so i thought i could get away with it right but i what i had forgotten was and 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 uh you know top fans of the podcast will know that i like a barocca in the morning Ooh. and i <laughs> i did this we in forest hill pools oh. And it was oh. so bright. Oh, my God,
1: this is a real thing, because you've been saying this on stage. I thought it was a joke, because no, no one would obviously... Nobody would actually do that. So oh, my God, I thought you'd make this up for a joke. This no. actually happened. No, it was like <gasps>
3: live so, imitating was, art. Seriously, it was like... Oh. It was... It was like Chernobyl. It, <laughs> oh like, it was like, it was fluorescent. I was so embarrassed. Oh yes. my god. So, it was like, like you know, like, you know, you can imagine like a cartoon, like, wow, wow. Like, like you
1: know, like I got a
3: suntan from the rays of the Barocca Wii. Oh god. So oh. embarrassing. Oh. What did you,
1: did you, were you like, yeah. oh no, my fake tan's glitching? <laughs> yeah. Oh I my was, god.
3: Oh my god. I was like standing in a yellow cloud. It was <laughs> no. So, oh no. Oh my god. It was so bad. I was like, Going, I know. Oh, oh, you oh, have, I'm really, I'm really with it. I'm like, oh, yeah. sometimes I'm right. like, I'm like you,
2: you should have said, "Oh, look, it's magic." <laughs> <laughs> Could it be magic now? No. <laughs> how are you still alive?
3: That's, we've made it to forty-one. I don't understand. I know. I, I I was thinking about this today, and I thought I nearly did a, a game on the podcast tonight about. The reason I have gone to the doctor. Uh, <laughs> because there are just times where, like, I've been to the doctor once because my farts are really smelly. And, like, ah. she was like, Really? Really? You know, really? She's like, Are you eating too many lentils? I was like, Maybe. I was like, But is there something? I said, Is there something wrong with me? Because my farts smell really bad. She's like, Yeah oh she's like just go just, just yeah. please just go and then there's another time I did a poo that was in the shape of a tennis ball
1: <laughs> and what? I went there and I well, said you went oh. to the doctor because <laughs> you did a funny shaped poo please don't tell me you took the poo to the doctor no I was like but it was like but it was like perfectly spherical and I
3: said oh is that something bad and he's like do you want me to he said do you want me to have a look at your ass like at your bum and I was like yes please he's like really oh. I was like yeah could you just have a look and he, was
1: like, and then he pulled a glass. And he's like, "Oh, your ass is That's what duff, it is. Stop! 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 Oh my God! Oh, I, know. I like stop this. going to the doctor. I know. I've got to stop. Oh Wow! Yeah, oh.
3: that's
2: that's something. I mean, yeah.
3: <laughs> anyway, I feel like we've covered a lot of topics. Do,
2: do you know? Do you know what you should you should you should drink? You should drink kefir milk. Oh, I always say, Yeah, I, I had some of that it? the other day. Yeah. Is that good yeah. for you? It's very good because it sounds like now there's you can come to me no, don't go to the doctor again
3: oh yeah. I, I would prefer it because <laughs> the doctor would prefer it because me. I tell you what am sorry NHS you know I've
1: wasted your resources <laughs> <laughs> you're the reason the NHS is connected imagine if everybody went to the doctor every time they did a, every time someone did a smelly fart yeah, yeah.
2: Sometimes in life, you, you have an imbalance between good bacteria and bad bacteria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you've had an imbalance of um, sort of both, so you have more bad bacteria, mm-hmm. they create more smelly. Yes. So if you drink healthier milk and you drink something like kombucha, mm-hmm. you feed the good bacteria, so they grow and they multiply and they overpower the bad bacteria.
1: Amazing. So the good ones don't smell as bad. So so yeah, the
2: good, good ones overpower the bad bacteria. The bad bacteria, they cause a lot of wind, basically. Right. Think of it like this. If you've got a farm and you've got animals and you feed them well, they, they will do the job. Yeah. Uh, and that's what you do with your bacteria. So think you've got a farm in your gut. So it's gonna, so, I feel like
1: sometimes there's a farm in my gut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wowzers. Smells like there is. Yeah. She shared, had shared many a room and a farm. Oh, oh, really? Oh, yeah, oh dear. What should yeah. you do if you're on your farm and your cows are shitting tennis balls? <laughs> what would you do then? <laughs> just eat more yoghurt? I'm yogurt? so yeah. sorry, doctors. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Well, thank you, Jamie. You've just saved, saved the N- NHS £10,000 a year. Put that <laughs> on the, side yeah. of the fucking bus. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm going to go to doctors and my eyebrows need plucking. Is something, <laughs>
2: something wrong with me my toenails keep growing help yeah. me doctor help me yeah. I, I think a lot of mums and, and dads will appreciate this one did your kids ever get nits nits oh, oh god yeah last the... week
1: mate yeah yeah oh, all the time don't yeah. worry we've all disinfected ourselves Yeah, fine.
2: well the thing is like um i, I was so unfamiliar <clears throat> with nits and uh I, now like we we're talking about racism and stuff like that i didn't know white people got nits <laughs>
1: You are so racist. <laughs> like, know,
2: get, get out I of my house. Right. I'm offended. I'm offended. <laughs> I know, right? But I found out when my children came home, and my daughter was like, oh, I mean, my, my head itches, my head itches. And I was like, I patted her hair. I was like, you've got things flying in your hair. And she said, yeah, I've got needs. I was like, how do you know? This because everybody in the class has them. It's like, oh, my God. And we used to share brushes and everything. Mm. And I was like, you know, like when I'm teaching... I've been really scratching. Oh no, oh. oh no, oh no. And I thought, oh my God. So so I started looking, oh, what, what do you do with knits and stuff like that? So yeah. you get a knit comb. So I yeah. got a knit comb. Except my hair's fro. I mean, this is not my real hair, you can see. But my hair's fro. Yeah. That knit comb will not go through that. Right, okay. Fucking racist combs. I, I've I had know. enough. <laughs> I've they had know. enough. They are designed for white people, seriously. Oh, and I is. was like, oh my God. So I got rid of all the knits of my children's hair. But my own hair, I still had nits. The only thing that could shave me was a. Uh, I had cut. Sh- yeah, I I, 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 The reason I told you this is because I went to the GP. <laughs> I went to my doctor. All right, got, I've got I, yeah, I've got nits. Yeah, I. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're every you know, everything that's wrong with this country. It's bullshit to nits. <laughs> oh my God. It's me and you. No, no. Oh. I knew I was behind sorry. you. Help me, help me, help me doctor! <laughs> I forgot how to wipe my arse. <laughs>
2: Can you do it for me? That's yeah. right. <laughs> and, and he was so good. He was he picked a few and he was like, yeah, I can see them. He picked a few, and uh, he, he was Absolute so gentleman. nice. No, but then I wanted him to give me a prescription of like acid strength stuff. Yeah. Because the the needs Bleach. the, the needs again. Get... Yeah. Because the needs in, in this country, I think they they are resistant to the yeah. stuff you buy over the counter. Mm. They like drink it for fun. Yeah. So the only solution for me was to shave on my head. I took she- shears and just went... Zzz, zzz, zzz.
1: Wicked. Yeah. I like it. Mm. I'm into it. This is
2: like...
3: this is like Bold. You had like your Sigourney Weaver mm. mo- moment in Alien 3. Yeah. Where she just yeah. went...
2: Yeah. I-, I did that. My daughter saw me. She screamed. Like, I don't know what else to do. It was a f- few years back. So I've got hair now. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, fuck head
1: lice. Mm. Uh, fuck yeah. white people. fit it was established <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do. And yeah. I <laughs> buy Jambi's book. Buy yes. my book. Buy my book. Um, yes. Yeah. Through the leopard's gaze. Out yeah. now. What's your comedy specials on next up? Yes, my comedy specials on next up. Um, there we go. Our book, of course, still, still in, in print. print aside, of course. Who knows how much longer? We're running the marathon. So
3: Ooh, yeah. aren't we just nice? Uh, I just I ran a cheeky half marathon today.
2: Oh look at you. Oh. Drop it there, or I run a half marathon. too now, now I'm from Kenya. I haven't even run a single marathon. You think I would have run a marathon sake. by now? Come
3: on. You know? Ah, they're your words, not mine. Um.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you wanna be racist? By
1: yourself, that's, that's completely fine. Fine. But you really can't ask, ask us doing, to join in.
2: that's racism <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She came here, racially abused herself, yeah. and yeah. then pissed off.
1: Outrageous, outrageous. <laughs> Banged on about nits and then fucked yeah. <laughs> off. thumbs over here. <laughs> yes. Aw. Oh. Well, thank you so much for listening
2: to the podcast. And thank you, Jambi, for being an amazing guest. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. Oh my god, I just you guys are, are the best. I love you. And uh, thank you so much for having me. Oh, we love you too. I love you more. Oh, oh right. now oh, it's a
1: competition. Excuse me, we'll have to stop the book as we're all having sex. Yes. Um. yes. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh I can't I can't I can't press stop. You don't know where my fingers are right now. <laughs> anyway. It's <is> so slippery. Oh, please God, let's end this. Until next time. Bye
0: bye!
2: Now, is it, it's Jambi, isn't it? Is it McGrath or McGrath? You can call me whatever you want to call me, darling.
1: What do you prefer?
2: Uh, it, it's not my name, it's my husband's name, so right. I don't really care. You can call me McGrath or McGrath, it doesn't bother me, so long as you say Jambi right, that's all that matters to me.
1: I'm saying Jambi right, though, aren't I? Yes, you did. That's the main thing. Well, fuck yeah. that guy. Yeah. <laughs> she did. Yeah. yeah. She's, She's got the names later. <laughs> exactly. At least twice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, gratta, it is. <laughs> yes.
3: right. That's what we're going with.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh.